You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I want to talk about salvation, and I want us to understand salvation. I want us to understand that. The question is, what happens when we ask Jesus in and what does not happen when we ask Jesus in? And we're to, oh, just come to Jesus. Oh, just come to Jesus. It changes everything. Well, except I was six feet and 180 pounds. I came to Jesus and I was still six feet and 180 pounds. So it didn't change everything. I like tacos and guacamole dip and cheese dip and I came down and confessed Jesus as Lord, and I still like tacos and cheese dip and guacamole. Okay, so getting saved didn't change everything. All right, well, what happens when we get saved and what doesn't happen? I want us to make sure that we have an understanding of salvation. Because sometimes we're in church and we're missing it. We're not getting what the Bible teaches us. Paul talked two weeks ago about the fall and about sin. Uh, and, and if you missed that, you got to listen to the podcast. You understand the penalty of sin. If you don't understand the fall of man, and if you don't understand the penalty of sin, then you won't understand Jesus. You, you don't get what he came to do without first understanding sin and the fall of man. Uh, Paul talked about atonement. That means to cover. Uh, and, and we went through a period under the Old Covenant where we covered sin. We made atonement for our sin with the sacrifice of a spotless or a perfect uh, lamb or ram or dove or, or the, the, the sacrifices, but it had to be flawless, it had to be perfect. Then in John chapter 1, verse 29, there was a man named John. He was out baptizing, and he was calling people to repent of their sins. And John looks up, and in verse 29, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Okay, what does the Lamb mean? Well, that's what I bring for my sacrifice. Behold, the Lamb of God, who does what? Whoa, 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 whoa. He does what? See, we've never took it, we never took it away. We've only covered. Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away. Wow. This is revolutionary. Now, Jesus is the ultimate, the completion of the requirements of the Old Covenant. Now, that's what Paul taught. That's what Josh taught. I can't go back and, and reteach all, all, all that they taught. But let's get started from there and go forward. I, and I want you to look at some Scripture. I, yeah, I know that. We'll turn to John chapter 3. I, I want us to look at some of these Scriptures, and, and I want to make sure that we get what, what is being said. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. Okay, what is born again? That's the question. This religious leader, Nicodemus, he's in church every time the door is open and he don't know what this means. 
Okay, what are we talking about here? Well, explain this to me. What is born again? Okay, you've got to always remember, as you're reading the Word, that we are a three-part being. Not one, we're a three-part being. We are a body. We are, when it calls the word soul, that means our mind. And then our spirit. We are spirit, soul, and body. We are three distinct parts. Why are we three distinct parts? Well, um, this is a whole other teaching. We were created in God's image. Okay, so we're three distinct parts, all but one person, but three distinct parts. All right, what does it mean when we be born again? That's the question. Verse 4, Nicodemus. Okay, so the old man's got to go back. So, I, I mean, uh, uh, I, well, I, okay, so we're born again. Okay, I got to go back in my mother's womb. And, no, 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 no. We're talking about a spiritual rebirth. Now, you got to get this because too often we miss what is just said right here. When you're born again, that dead spirit inside you is called out of the grave. And now you are alive spiritually. And before you were saved, you were spiritually dead. See, you you were dead to the things of the spirit. You, they didn't make any sense. You didn't understand them. You, they just, I mean, you, you were just spiritually dead. But when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, a rebirth takes place. And until that happens, verse 3, you can't even see the kingdom of God. I would ask for a show of hands, but I already know all of them would go up. Have you ever tried to talk about Jesus or about spiritual things to an unsaved friend or an unsaved family member. I mean, like, we can't even carry on a conversation here. I, I just well be talking Latin or Greek or something. I mean, we're, you start trying to talk to somebody. Why is that? Because they can't see it. That's what Jesus says in verse 3. They can't see it, by the way. Side note, you're not ever going to talk or argue somebody into salvation. You can forget it. Until the Holy Spirit convicts them of their sin and draws them to God, they ask Jesus to come into their heart, then you can talk spiritual things. Then, you, that's why, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, that's why I am closer to good friends of mine in this church than I am even to family members. Why? Because there is a spiritual connection that is not there with a spiritually dead person. That's why he says, you must be born again. Now, when you ask Jesus to come in, you repent of your sins, you confess Him as Lord, the Spirit of God comes in and dwells in you, you are alive, for the first time in your life, to the things of the Spirit. You're alive to the things of the Spirit. You begin to, verse 3, see things that you never saw before. I mean, used to, you'd just go to the club, you'd be out partying, all of a sudden, now... You see, you're aware of things, and, and you see things that you never saw before. Okay, that's right. We're body, we're soul, or mind, and spirit. Three parts. When you ask Jesus 
to forgive you of your sins, to save you, wash you clean, give you a brand new start. I don't know when that happened for you when you were 11 years old in children's church or vacation Bible school. I don't know if you came down front at a revival. I don't know if you knelt by your bed at home by yourself. I don't know how or when that happened for you. But when you asked Jesus to come into your life, what happened? What happened? At, at that moment... What happened? Well, I was saved. I, I got, okay, what happened? Verse 4, nothing physical happened. No, 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 Nicodemus, no, 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 no. First, you have to be born of water. I wouldn't be here had I not been born. I've got a natural birth. That's why you're looking at me and I'm looking at you. We have been born first of water, the natural birth. Then we're born again. That means a second birth takes place at some point in your life when you ask Jesus to be Lord, then your spirit is born. At salvation, at that moment, your spirit is born again. Now, your body stays same. If you were six foot, when you walk down front and ask Jesus to come into your heart, you go back to your chair, you're not seven two. You're still six feet. If you came down, asked Jesus to be Lord, and you were facing four years in prison, you walk back to your seat, you're still facing four years in prison. Uh, Whatever your situation is, your body doesn't change. It's what takes place in the spirit person. Your mind is the same. All right, has everybody got this? What happens? We are spiritually reborn. Okay, now let's move on. What about my mind? Now, what about my mind? Go to Romans chapter 8. I just love this stuff. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Those who are, now, we're writing to, to the Christians, to the people who have asked Jesus to be Lord, we're writing to the Christians in church at Rome. Okay, here's what it says, verse 5, I want you to see this. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. That can't happen for you until you're saved. When you ask Jesus to come in, your spirit is then born again. You are alive. So now, in your mind, you have a choice. See, before you didn't have a choice. But now you have a choice. I can think in my mind about this spirit that's new inside me. Or I can think in my mind, still in my old flesh, in my carnal desires that are inside me. Let me just give you a little warning. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. Verse 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the Christian. He's talking to the Christian You can, with a Spirit of God living on the inside of you, you can be controlled by your sinful nature. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Now, this is up to you. What are you going to do here? You've been saved, and I'm glad about that. But now what are you going to do? Are you going to let that Spirit of God inside you control you? Or are you going to let that old sinful nature control you letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace for the sinful nature it's always hostile to god 
It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. Okay, fantastic, great. You, you've, you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. You Teen Challenge guys that are here with us, you, you've you asked Jesus to come in, forgive you, wash you clean, give you a brand new start. You've asked him to save you. Best thing you ever did. Now what you going to do? Now what you going to do? Because now, daily, every hour, you make a decision to be controlled by the Spirit of God or to be controlled by that old nature. And as a Christian, as a Christian, somebody can make you mad and you can smile and say, I'll pray for you. Or as a Christian, somebody can make you mad, you can cuss them out and bust their nose. Now, let me just, let me give you a heads up. Let me give you a heads up. If you follow the sinful nature, it will lead to death. It'll kill you. Now, go right ahead, but it'll kill you. But if you will follow the spiritual nature, it will lead to life and peace. Now, somebody makes you mad, what you going to do? The old man's going, bust him in the nose. Spirit man's saying, love him, love him. Old man, bust him in the nose. Spirit man saying, love him, love him. You got to make a decision. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to kind of let you give you a heads up. Follow the old nature, going to kill you. It'll lead to death and destruction. Follow your new nature, and it'll bring you life and peace. Now, you make your own decision about this. Spirit's made perfect at the time of salvation. Now, our work begins. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't do what the world tells you to do. Don't do what you've always done. That ain't working for you. Don't keep on doing what the world does. It's not paying off very well for you if you hadn't noticed. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. How do you become a new person? Well, the first step is ask Jesus to be Lord and you got a new spirit. Well, Tim, I, I did that, but life's just still hell for me. Okay, you now got to change the way you think. So that was the first step, but that, did, that didn't end it all. Now we got to start working on our minds and we change the way we think. We change the way we talk. We change the way we react. We change the way we think about situations that happen to us. We change the way we think, and a new person is transformed on the inside of us. Well, Tim, I thought salvation was instant. I thought you couldn't earn it. I thought there was nothing you could do to improve it. It is. You're right for your spirit. But now, your work is in your mind. Got a spirit of Christ, you can't add nothing to it, it's perfect inside you. Now, your work is in your mind, verse 2, changing the way you think. Look, look at verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Why we got to go to church every Sunday? Why we got to go to church every Wednesday? Why I got to get up every morning and read my Bible? Why do I have to read the Word? Why do I have to listen to podcasts in my truck on the way to work? Why do I? Because that's what I'm doing right here. Well, I thought you were perfect when you got saved. My spirit was. But now what I've got to do is wash my mind with the Word. I've got to get my thoughts under control. I've got to get my thoughts under control. I've got to get my thoughts under the control of the spirit man that lives on the inside of me. That's why I'm here. What are you guys doing at Teen Challenge? Well, just ask you to be Lord and life's perfect for you. Well, it is for your spirit. But now why you're at Teen Challenges is you're learning to think different. See, you learn, this is a process of learning to stop thinking after that old man that's got you in one problem after the next, your whole stinking life, and start thinking after the new man that's on the inside of you that's going to lead you to life and peace and joy and abundance in your life. That's what happens. That's what we're doing. Oh, I'm too tired to come to church. I got news for you. You ain't the only one that worked today. Duh. I don't want to come either. I just want to stay home tonight. Well, so did I. The only difference is you get to sit there and nod off and sleep. I got to stay awake for the whole sermon. Why am I here? I'm here the same reason you're here. To wash my mind. To get my thinking right. To get my thinking right. To get my thinking right. Why am I here? To get my thinking right. Because when my thinking is wrong, I got misery in my life. When my thinking is right, I got life and peace. So why drag myself down here? Because I want to get my thinking right. That's why I'm here. Oh, Tim, not you. Yes, me. That's what we're doing. Second Peter... Turn back your Bible. Let's look at this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By His divine power, I want you to look at this. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. By His divine power, God has given. It's already been done. He has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Oh God, please help me. God. Uh, he already helped you. He did it. He, I mean, he's, he did it. He's done it. He did it. It's provided for you. You got everything you need for living a godly life. We received all of this by coming to know Him. The one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence... He has, already been done, given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you. What's that mean? It's not automatic. You may or you may not have any of these promises. But now He's provided them for you, and you are enabled to share in His divine nature And you have been enabled to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. But it may not happen at all for you. 
you don't escape corruption. You go right straight on to death and destruction and misery in your life because you refuse to take what is given to you and then work off of that. It enables you. Now it's up to you what you're going to do with it. Verse 5. In view of all of this, in view of what? In view of, of, in view of the fact you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. In view of the fact you have confessed him as Lord. In view of the fact he has given you promises. In view of the fact he has given you everything you need. Now you and I make every effort to respond to God's promises. Okay, add to your faith a generous portion of moral excellence. Add to your moral excellence, knowledge. Add to your knowledge, some self-control. That's a hard one. And self-control. Add some patience. With your patience, add some endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. Brotherly affection with love for one another. Verse 8. The more you grow like this. Well, I thought when you got saved, you just got it all. Well, you did in your spirit. But now, daily, we're going to grow. And the more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Is everybody getting this? This is as is, is plain as it can be. For the rest of our life, we're adding to our faith. We're adding moral excellence. To the rest of our life, we're adding knowledge. For the rest of our life, see, we're growing in Him. Verse 9. But those who fail to develop in this way, who is that? These are the saved people that ask Jesus to be Lord of their life, that has His Spirit in them. They fail to develop in this way, are short-sighted, or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. You can be saved, but you can forget that you were. My spirit man is instantly saved. My mind is now being saved. Very quickly, we can't talk about this without going to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since you've been raised to a new life with Christ... Since you've done that, since you asked Jesus into your heart, then set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Since you have been raised to a new life, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Then when Christ is your life is revealed, the whole world you will be sharing his glory. So, so what? So, because you have been saved, because you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, now put to death the earthly, sinful, verse 5, things lurking in you. i got to do that every day. got to do that about every hour for me. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. Why does it say don't be greedy? Because you naturally are. A greedy person's idolater, worshiping things in this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God's coming. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. I mean, you grew up doing these things. This is what you did. But now that you have been saved, get rid of anger, 
rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language. And you stop a cussing. What's the matter with you? Don't lie to each other. You stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. Put your new nature on and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Since God chose you to be holy people, He loves you. Clothe yourself, and then it goes on. Tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness. Make allowance for each other's faults. All right, is everybody with me? Our spirit's born again. Instant, complete. Not anything you can add to it. Jesus did it all. You can't earn it. You didn't deserve it. He just saved you. That's your spirit. Now, my mind, Luke 9, 23 any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and daily follow me. Okay? Every day I got to choose. See, I chose Jesus back when I was 13 years old, back when I was 15 years old. I, cho- I chose Jesus when I was 9 years old in vacation Bible school. I don't know when you chose Jesus. But now you got to daily take up your cross and follow him. Daily in my mind. Okay. Spirit saved instantly. Daily, my mind is being saved. Daily, I'm washing my mind. Daily, I'm renewing my mind. Okay, now what about my body? Third part. Romans 8, 23. Romans 8, 23. Let's look at this scripture. And we believers, we believers, that's us that are saved. That's us that's Jesus in our heart. Romans 8, 23. I want to make sure you got this underlined. We believers... Also grown, even though we have the Holy Spirit in us, as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as His adopted children, including the new body He's promised us. Okay? My spirit got saved. Every day I lived, I'm getting my mind saved. Now, my body will be saved. Matthew 24, we don't have time to go there. It talks about a trumpet blowing. It talks about an instant change in your body. I mean, we, some of you grew up in a church singing songs. One day, in the sweet by and by, we will see him on that shore. One day, we're just groaning. We're just in this miserable. When this weary life is over, one day. Here's why we got so many denominations. Why are there so many denominations out there? Why is everybody arguing? Well, everybody's got their scripture. And we got some churches teaching that you do nothing for salvation. Jesus did it all. You add nothing to it. Once and for all, you ask Jesus, Lord of your life, you confess your sins and you're good to go. Do whatever you want to do. Live however you want to live. You're good to go. All you got to do is ask Jesus, come into your heart and you're good to go. Then we got other denominations out here. They got their scriptures and they're preaching. Every day you're trying to work your way into heaven. Every day you're getting saved. Every day you're daily you take up your cross and follow him. I'm putting off my old nature. I'm putting on my new nature. I'm putting off my old nature. Then we got denominations out here. This weary life is over. One day, in in a twinkling of an eye, when that trumpet blows, one day we will be saved. Okay, we got three different groups. Which one is right? Have we been saved? Are we being saved? Or will we be saved? 
Which one's right? The answer is yes. What you've got to understand is salvation has three tenses to the word. Past, present, and future tense. In the past tense, I have been saved. Jesus came in. My spirit was born again. I didn't deserve it. I couldn't do anything for it. And my spirit is instantly perfect in him. And there's not one thing you can add to that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for not the judgment and the penalty that I'm owed. Now, every day, I got to choose every day. Take up my cross. For me, it's not every day. For me, it's about every 30 minutes. I got to get my mind out of the gutter and get my mind on him. Get my mind off of this and get my mind on this. Get my mind turned off of this and get... Every hour, I'm just trying to get my mind in the right place. And I've been doing that for 47 years. Trying to get my mind headed in the right direction. And this body's decaying. It's falling apart. I need a new one. Good news is I'm going to get one. I'm going to get a new body. It'll be in a twinkling of an eye. When I take my last breath here... I will leave this body, it'll be an empty shell, and I'll have a new body. I will have a new body that lives in eternity with him. Past, present, and future tense of salvation. Well, Tim, do you believe once saved, always saved? Do you believe you work your way into heaven? Do you believe that heaven and your salvation's in the future? Yep, sure do. That's exactly what I believe. What are you talking about? What part of me are you talking about? You've got to understand salvation. Now, quickly, Mark chapter 16, Jesus' final words before he ascended to heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. In verse 16, he says, Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. The command to be baptized is seen many, many places, as it is an outward public Physical declaration of what's happened on the inside of you. See, it symbolizes a death, a burial, and a resurrection to live a new life. And my salvation is not just something in my heart. My salvation is something that everybody needs to see. And so I am called on to get up here and to be buried with Christ. And that's what underwater symbolizes, and then be washed clean and renewed to come out of that grave and then live anew with him. That is an outward, physical example of what's taking place in my life, a death, burial, and a resurrection. If you have never been baptized, we are encouraging you to sign up in the foyer on your way out because next Wednesday night, we will be taking a break from our teaching. We won't have a sermon in here. We won't be teaching. We're going to have a worship experience, and we're going to have a baptismal service because that's what we're talking about. So next Wednesday night, we're going to have a worship and a baptismal service right here on this stage, and then we will resume our study the following week because that is the next step in our life is to make sure that we've been water baptized. If you're saved, that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. Before we end, it, I mean, it wouldn't be the right thing for me to do to teach on salvation and not open up an opportunity for you to get saved. So I don't want to take for granted everybody is in here that is saved.
Now, if you're not where you need to be with the Lord, then you need to repent and get your heart back right with God. We do that all the time. But if you have never asked Jesus, you've never done that. Well, I've been saved 92 times. No, no, you, you get saved once. Then you say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm coming back to you. Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. I want to get my life back to you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you have never, if you have never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and you've never had a spiritual rebirth, I want to make sure that we do that. Y'all stand with me. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.